Welcome to episode seven of the Tears Beneath podcast. Um, your host today is myself, Craig, aka Terrace Trails. We also have Ryan and Nikki. How are you doing, guys? How are things? Good, mate. How are you? Good, Good thanks, mate. And um, we'll be covering a lot of ground today uh, between us. So, yeah, first of all, let's just kick off with the games we were at this weekend. So, I'll just make a start. Um, on Friday night, I went to a, a Lowland League fixture between uh, Hartsby and Lifco Rose. So, that was at Ainsley Park. Uh, that's the first time I've been to Ainsley Park with Hartsby playing there since they started the ground share with Spartans. Uh, five are entry, um, and it was a cracking game. Uh, a two-all draw, um, pretty decent crowd. Uh, and Lifco Rose brought a big uh, travelling support. It was a pretty good atmosphere, uh, and the football was pretty decent as well. It's end-to-end stuff. But a, a, a draw was probably a fair result, but both teams had enough chances. Uh, and right at the at the end of the game, they had chances at either end to win it, but it wasn't to be. So nail-biting stuff, and as a neutral. Uh, fantastic uh, way to spend a Friday night. Uh, a great game there. Just a really quick question on the Hearts B team. Obviously, they played at Ferguson Park Whitehall Welfare's ground last season, and they've moved now in their ground sharing at Ainsley Park with Spartans. And just quickly on that note, from a selfish point of view, I'm really disappointed because I enjoyed when they played at Whitehall because it's two minutes all on the road from me, and it was always a good opportunity to go and see a, a game involving lonely teams for a fiver but that's by the by but obviously there's been an upturn in the form for Hearts this season do you think the fact that they're playing in the Ainsley Park on a 3G surface like, which will suit the way they're trying to play do you think that's a big factor in that? Or? Yeah I think you might be onto something there um, I, like yourself I'm a big fan of Ferguson Park and I used to enjoy going to those games as well um, but I do recall the game when they played the Cali Braves and the weather was just horrendous uh, you were at that yep. as well I was, uh, was, that was brutal that night. It was like a mud bath and, uh, you know, they really struggled to play on it. Obviously, playing on that artificial surface, um, the likelihood of having to deal with those kind of issues on the pitch is pretty low. I do think, and I'm not sure if it's because, obviously, Liam Fox has came in, uh, you know, when Stephen Naismith stepped away from it to deal with the first team. But I think Hearts B, they play different football now. I think they right. look a lot more organised and a complete change to what I saw last season when they were all over the place, to be honest. Yeah, definitely different uh, coaches, di- well, different manager, different playing surface. Um, but the fact is, I think because they're more kind of central, I guess, they're yeah. probably going to pull bigger crowds on a Friday night than they might have before. Um, so that might work out in their favour. Another game I was at um, was the Hill of Beef versus Tayport game. Um, but I'm going to put that one up my sleeve for now and I'll cover that during the Scottish Cup section. So no spoilers there if you haven't already caught the result. Um, yeah, what about yourself, Nicky? Yeah, I went to um, Preakin Victoria. They were playing in the Scottish Junior Cup against um, Bells Hill. First time I've been to Victoria Park, um, which is much nicer ground than what I thought. I thought it was just going to be kind of a park pitch, but it's got a got a wee stand and um actually the the pie shop is a caravan that's been parked up right up to the ground. Um 
And if anyone from Brecon Victoria or knows Brecon Victoria, there's some chairs, some stand football chairs on a hill behind the ground, quite far up the hill. So if anyone knows why they're up there, that would be good to know. Um, but the, the game itself was it was a good game between the two two sides. Um, Bells Hill were probably the the better side and scored first. Just simple long ball down the down the pitch, easy easy finish. And then the second half, the Brecon goalkeeper made made a wee um, er- error coming for a ball, missed it, and, and Bre- um, Bells Hill scored. Brecon played quite well, but never really looked like they were going to get back into the the game. Um, and a small apology for Bells Hill. My wee 18-month-old boy was playing with the cones that were set up away from the pitch. And then there were some confused players came out to warm up in the in the just before the second half as the cones were obviously not being put back quite where quite where they were expecting it. So luckily there was no um no injuries for not warming up properly at half time. But no, it was a it was a lovely day and Bells Hill took maybe 30, 30 40 fans and was a nice atmosphere and um yeah, recommend it as a ground to visit. Superb. Well, that sounds like uh, that sounds like a proper non league story, moving the cones. Luckily they didn't end up in the car park. Hopefully yeah, somebody gets but, in touch about the, the chairs as well. That would be quite interesting to find out that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, well, let's let's kind of move into the, the league results. Um, obviously, Scottish Cup was more of a focus at the weekend, but we'll cover the the league fixtures first. Um, so I'll make a start. Uh, so the Lowland League had a full card. Um, I've already mentioned the Friday night game, which, as I said, was, was you know, really entertaining and, you know, for a two-all draw for for a fiver, it was it was really good value for money there. Elsewhere, uh, Trinent were playing at home to Gretna, two thousand and eight. Um, obviously, Gretna picked up uh, a big win against the Strollers last week at home. Uh, well, it was uh, I guess uh, they were brought back down to earth pretty quickly by a pretty uh, serious uh, Trinent side, uh, an eight-nil victory there. Um, that's the kind of, that's the Trinent team that we we know. Uh, they're they're absolutely ruthless at home, and they've got you know goals. Uh, when when teams are vulnerable, they they beat teams and they beat them well. So um, obviously Trinent, have used that game to sharpen their irons a bit. Um, so that's a a decent win for Trinent and a sore one for Gretna, um, but it just shows you the, the the levels in the league, doesn't it? Um, elsewhere, Galaferi Dean Rovers uh, 1-2-0 against University of Stirling. Um, that's a decent home win for them against a, a good University of Stirling side. They're both fairly close in the table, but I'm sure uh, you know that you just everyone knows how good University of Stirling are and how unpredictable they can be as well. Um, so Gal will be delighted with that. Um, elsewhere, and and on the topic of rugby scores um, Edinburgh Uni were at home to East Kilbride and uh, a fairly predictable win for East Kilbride and a sore one for Edinburgh Uni as East Kilbride won the game 9-0 just for context at Bet365 prior to the game uh, East Kilbride were 25-1 on to win that game (laughs) so (laughs) the bookies aren't daft um, so you know the the league leaders East Kilbride are going to be a, a tough test for anyone, but especially for teams uh, that are at the bottom end of the table. So 
bit of a sore one there for Edinburgh Uni. Uh, also, uh, East Stirlingshire were playing Caledonian Braves um, at the Falkirk Stadium. It was a one-all draw. Uh, the Braves were actually on the, the brink of an important away win, um, but Tony Coots uh, scored a late equaliser to grab a point for East uh, Stirlingshire. And both teams remain neck and neck in the table now on five points. Also, uh, Cumbernauld Colts were playing Broomhill. So that's the Broomhill returning to their old home and playing against the team that they used to be ground-sharing buddies with. Uh, the Colts uh, defeated uh, Broomhill 2-1. Uh, we, we've talked about how good both sides are, but that's a big statement win for Cumbernauld Colts against a very good uh, Broomhill side who don't concede many goals, so um, they'll they'll be delighted with that one. Also, uh, civil service strollers probably pulled off the upset of the weekend in the Lowland League. So after losing two one to Gretna and the goalkeeper uh, Jacob Pizikas had a bad injury last week, uh, you think with having a replacement goalkeeper having to pull in pulled in last minute that Bonesh United would exploit that, but it wasn't the case at all. Um, Civil Service Strollers won 2-0, and as per their Twitter, it was the return of the Mac. Um, great news for the Strollers is Mac White, who was outstanding for them last season, uh, a proper shot stopper, and I think he was definitely in the, the top three for a number of clean sheets in the league. Uh, if I'm wrong, prove me wrong on that, because he was incredible for the Strollers. So a 2-0 win for the Strollers there. Uh, goals from Girdwood and Cunningham uh, securing an important home win there for civil service Strollers. Um, also, um, our favourite B team, Celtic B, uh, were playing at home to Albion Rovers. Uh, obviously, Celtic B have had a bit of a rough uh, patch uh, and they've kind of struggled to find their feet so far this season. Um, but they managed to win 2-1 against Albion Rovers at the Excelsior Stadium. So that's a, a good win for Celtic B uh, against a pretty uh, robust defence as well. And Albion Rovers are a good team. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll be quite happy with those points. Uh, the final game in the Lowland League was Berwick Rangers versus Cowden Beef at Shieldfield Park. And it's three points on the road for Cowden Beef. Uh, Cowden Beef won 2-0, which keeps them in the top eight. Um, and again, we, we've, we've discussed how good Cowden Beef are home and away, just proof that they can pick up points on the road as well as at home. So a fantastic win for them. So that covers everything in the Lowland League. If we just move on to the East of Scotland Premier next, um, there was only one game in, in that league. Uh, Inverkeven Hillfield Swifts were at home to Canoe. Uh, a bottom of the table clash. Um, and Canoe obviously were on the receiving end of a shock cup defeat uh, to Stonyburn um, last week. But surprisingly, they pulled back and they, they've they've won that game 2-1 against uh, Inverkeven. So that's a, not a shock, but um, it's a, an important win for Canoe. Uh, big three points for them uh, at Dalgetty Bay. It puts um, a bit of pressure on the other teams around them. So it just shows you how unpredictable it can be. But it seems like Canoe have responded well to their, their defeat. So that's um, 
that's the story there. Yeah, so if we move on to the East of Scotland uh, second division and the third, uh, Ryan, what were your, your thoughts on the games? Yeah, so obviously um, we're jumping a division. There was no first division fixtures just due to the Scottish Cup and Alex Jack Cup. So in the second division, but again, across second and third division, not many fixtures, just three in total. So there was one in the second division that was Edinburgh United um, versus Thornton Hibbs. Uh, and that was a 5-0 thumping uh, for Thornton Hibbs on the road coming through Edinburgh. Great win for them, 5-0. In terms of how that looks for the table, uh, Thornton Hibbs, that moves him up to fourth in the table. Just a couple of points uh, behind Bonness and third, albeit Bonness do have a game in hand. So really good win for, for Thornton Hibbs, who've started the season not too badly. Uh, three wins out of five, one draw and just the one defeat. Edinburgh United... Again, like they were both on seven points prior to that match. So looking at that fixture, you would probably say it might have been quite a close call, uh, quite a tight game when they've both been locked on seven points. Obviously, Fortin and Hibbs have went through through there and, and put five past them. Uh, just a, a special mention to their captain, Gary Thompson, who got a first-half hat-trick in that game. Good day for him um, and a great day for, for Fortin and Hibbs in general. So well done to them. Uh, in terms of the East of Scotland third division, uh, as we said, uh, there's only two games there, and it was another two away wins in that division. Uh, Linton Hotspur hosting Falthouse. Uh, it was a four-nil win for Falthouse. Just looking at the Twitter feed, it was there was two goals in the first 15 minutes, and then two goals in the last 15 minutes. So I don't know if uh, Linton Hotspur were maybe a wee bit unfortunate there, and, and perhaps maybe the the four-nil scoreline's a wee bit harsh going by sort of when the goals were scored it seemed like a, a fast start to the game for Falthouse and uh, and then obviously a lengthy period without any goals and then the last 15 they've put another two past them so that 4-0 win takes Falthouse above West Calder into second in the, the division but it still as I said leaves Linton Hotspur only the one win in five uh, and they're currently down in ninth place but as we said early days for them so um, we wish them all the, the best and that obviously keeps Falthouse in touch at the, the top end of the table. Uh, the other result in that division, again, I said another away win. Uh, that was Loch Gelly Albert 2, Edinburgh Community 3. A difficult one for Loch Gelly there. Um, they're currently sitting bottom of that division, uh, the third division, with just one point from their, their opening five games. They're yet to win a game, uh, but they were actually 1-0 up at that, in that game at halftime. They might have thought that the, the first win was coming, but uh, that one finished 3-2 in the end to Edinburgh Community uh, so obviously as we said Lock Gelly remained bottom of the, the division with just the one point Edinburgh Community having a, a really good start to the season though uh, That's that was their sixth game of the season um, so they made it up to fourth in the league after that win uh, that takes them above uh, takes them above a couple of teams actually I think Hart Hill and Pumferston they've leapfrogged but again albeit they've played a, a game extra um, so that takes them within a point of West Calder in third place. So Edinburgh Community, ex-Craig Royston, as we mentioned before, going well in that league so far. Uh, so yeah, that's the East of Scotland second and third division games. You seem to find like a lot of teams that change their name. <laughs> they change their name and then they, they, their form changes as well, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, it's, I don't know if it's just like a fresh identity, it's like a new sort of new start and it gives them a bit of... But I don't know... <laughs> Yeah, strange, but Edinburgh community, ex-Craig Royston, as we said, doing, doing really well. Good start to the season for them. So, 
So, yeah, let's move on to the north now. Um, there's a couple of leagues to cover there, maybe starting with the Highland League. Uh, yeah, so what were your 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 uh, call-outs from the, the weekend, Nicky? Personally, I think the biggest result was um, Inverurie managed to get a point away to Broda. Um, Inverurie hadn't got any points um, so far this season and um, went a man down and conceded a penalty. Um, so I don't suppose many people thought they would get back into that game but I think a last minute goal from um, Glenn, Glenn Donald from header from a corner um, managed to rescue a point for Inverurie. Um that leaves Strasbourg as the only side um, so far that don't have any points in the Highland League they lost um, 4-1 to Nairn County Bucky, Brecon and Banks of D still, still undefeated in that league Banks so drop points to lossy mouth one all. Um so it just shows how hard it is as we say every week I think to keep up with Bucky and Brecon and the amount that they do win. Um the team in second at the moment for Martin, they managed a three two win against Keith. Sounds like from reports that they were a bit lucky and didn't really play that well. Should be a should be a team that they're that they're putting away. Um but yeah just waiting now for Stress Bay to see if when they can get get off the board and keep up with the the teams below them in that league. Just you mentioned Keith there, uh, Nicky. I just wanted to give them a special call out. I uh, obviously I've met on the pod before. My knowledge of Highland League is is pretty limited, so uh, I went and followed all the Highland League teams on Twitter as well as a few other uh, pages on Twitter as well, just to sort of keep keep up with results and stuff to. To increase the knowledge and, and out of all the teams that I followed, Keith were the only one that followed me back. So Keith are now my adopted Highland side. So I was disappointed to see them uh, defeated three two at the weekend, but I'm hoping they can kick on after that. So thanks to the good guys at Keith for the follow. Superb. Um hopefully you've not jinxed them, Ryan. Yeah, if they if they end up losing a few more games, I'm sure they'll unfollow me again. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any other games? Was there any fixtures in the North Caledonian, Nicky? I'm talking of teams that the pod have adopted, I think. They talk probably more about Bonnerbridge than has ever been discussed in anything in Scottish history. And they won again, um, three wins in a row, so on a bit of a roll there, with um, them being Alness, who are are the team struggling at that division and and don't have any points. Also, the... um, Two of the teams that will probably be up competing for the, the title, the last two um, champions, Loch Ness and, and Vergordon, were playing each other. Um, as I said previously, that fixture was reversed quite quite late on, so it's always worth checking checking what's happening in that league if you're you're planning a big trip from the central belt. But um, a four all draw, um, so definitely worth. Um, I don't think I've seen anyone but Gosby charge admission prices, so definitely worth the free ticket to. To go and see a four all four all draw there, um, sounds sounds like a good good game between two good sides. Yeah, sounds like a cracker. Um, just another call out for you know Keith is Ryan's team. Um, mine's is probably Loch Ness on the basis that they have the best strips in Scotland. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I went and bought not the most recent one. I'm going back a, a few years now, uh, two or three years. I went and bought one of their kits back when I. Actually played five sides. Not that I do anymore, but I I went and bought one of them. I totally agree. Smashing kits. 
yeah, different class. I like I like teams that have that kind of style, have the individuality to do something a bit differently. And, you know, where people are out there trying to hunt for the Loch Ness monster, and they're selling all those shirts with the monster on it. So, um, yeah, I think I'm sure. I'm sure I read at the time when they first released the kit, they were getting like a crazy amount of orders from like abroad as well. So it's 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 a good sort of marketing strategy on their their part, like having the the actual Loch Ness monster on it as well. Like people that know nothing about football or Scottish football are probably snapping that up just because of what it is and the whole Loch Ness Monster thing, so fair play to them. Yeah, yeah. Just that their their first the first kit that they um released, I think, paid for three or four seasons worth the what they thought would be the wow. finances. So wow. it was definitely a good a good money spinner for them and I think it got all the way to the the BBC, I think had it on yep. on the T V so just got like visions of like people cutting about and Really obscure countries with a lock nest up on there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that covers the, the league fixtures for the weekend. Now, I guess we move on to the meaty stuff now. So, um, Scottish Cup was very interesting. Where, where the the prelim games at the weekend, um, and uh, yeah, quite a few upsets as well. Um, Ryan, do you want to kick us off? What anything to pull out? There was a few Alex Jack uh, Cup fixtures in the, the east of Scotland, um, hence why there was less league games. Yeah, so it was a Friday night fixture in that cup to kick off with. One that I was actually really, really tempted to go to, but um, I ended up going to just round the corner to watch the Rose under-20s take on East Kilbride 20s. Um, it sounded like a cracker at Meadowbank, to be fair. It was Leaf 2, Arnest and Rangers 3. Again, two teams that are in the same division, pretty evenly matched. Would have said at the beginning of that, before a ball was kicked, it would have been a difficult one to predict. Uh, so it sounded like quite a tight game. 3-2 uh, it finished. Uh, into the Saturday, there was one or two upsets, um, just in terms of the divisions. So the first one, Bonus Athletic, were at home at Crossgates Primrose. Uh, so Bonus Athletic won 4-0 in that game. Um, so obviously Bonus Athletic in the second division, Crossgates Primrose in the Premier Division. I say an upset. You probably wouldn't have put it past Bonus to go and to to get a win in that game. If four 0 I don't know if I would have predicted that, but um, I think everyone will agree that Bonus Athletic are probably a lot better than the division that they're in. Um, I think they could go up another, at least one division, and, and probably excel as well. So. Um, but yeah, a good win for them. Uh, another one as well, uh, a team that we've spoke about quite a lot is Heart Hill Royal. Uh, so they were at home to Oakley. So again, two divisions between them, Heart Hill of Division 3, Oakley of Division 1. Uh, that was a 3-0 victory for Heart Hill Royal. Uh, so again, we've mentioned that they seem to thrive on the, the sort of big occasion against teams and, and divisions higher than them. So they've they've pulled that out of the bag again with a 3-0 win there. Another one, Another sort of upset there, you're probably looking at Newborough uh, beating Glen Rothes 3-2. Uh, so again, that's a second division team beating a Premier uh, Premier team. And Glen Rothes, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they're sitting 10th in the Premier, so it's not as if they're sitting down at the bottom of that league. They're having a, a half-decent start to the season, so good win for Newborough there. Uh, and another result's probably... As expected, to be honest, uh, you had Kirkcaldy and Dysart beating Ormiston Primrose 2-0. Uh, 
Uh, Kirkcaldy obviously a division above Ormiston, so no real surprise there. Uh, Livingston United, nil, Rosyth 5. Again, Livingston United in the third division, Rosyth in the uh, first division. I'm not actually sure. Some Somebody can maybe confirm, but I, I don't know if that was Stevie Crawford's first game in charge. Um, he's obviously just been appointed Rosyth manager, which is quite a coup for them. Um, I'm not sure if he was in charge for that game. I can't remember if the announcement was actually after that game or before it. I think it was just before. Yeah, so I suspect I he, he might have been his debut. But yeah, as I said, good appointment for them. Um, obviously, a lot of experience. Um, wasn't that long ago that he was at East Fife in League Two just last season. So, um, and then I think the only other two results. Sorry, there was Whitburn three, Peebles Rovers two. So again, Division One team being a Division Two team, quite a tight game it would seem though uh, and then finally Harriet Watt beating Kennaway Star 2-1 so again another first division versus second division but a couple of tight games there but as we always say in this podcast no nil nils plenty of goals um, so yeah a few upsets in there so that's uh, Alex Jack Cup fixtures Moving on to the Scottish Cup and um, we had the, the prelim matches at the weekend um, a lot of teams fighting for their place in the first round of the Scottish Cup um, and a few shocks along the way as well. Um, Ryan, do you want to kick us off? Um, what were your your takeaways from the weekend? One fixture that Reese mentioned on the previous episode was Fort William against Clyde Bank. Uh, so right away, that one stood out. The scoreline was pretty massive in that one, to be honest. It was Fort William 1, Clyde Bank 10. Nicky Little getting a hat-trick for Clyde Bank in that one, Just scoring the goals as he's been doing all season and as he's been doing his entire career there and uh, actually noticed as well that that hat-trick uh, completing that hat-trick was his 150th Banky's goal so a nice landmark for, for Nicky Little to hit in the Scottish Cup in a, in a 10-1 win so huge result for, for Clyde Bank to progress to the next round we obviously seen them I think they were on the TV last season uh, so they'll be they'll be hoping for another decent wee run and hopefully getting a, a, a bit of a glamour tie to get them back on the TV so um, it'll be good to see them progress through the, the stages and, and I'm sure Nicky Little will have a say in, uh, in any of the ties that they may get with his goals um, other than that the other one that uh, just to call out uh, and I think this was Paul's uh, game that he mentioned uh, on the last pod in terms of the ones that he was looking for to in the cup it was Pollock 2 Benberg 2 so it was an all west of Scotland tie in that one um, it was actually 2-0 to Benburb at half-time, uh, but Pollock staged a, a bit of comeback in the second half through uh, Adam Ford brace. And we also mentioned Adam Ford's going an overhead kick on the last podcast. Well, he's only gone and done it again. <laughs> Scored another overhead kick for, for Pollock at the, the weekend against the Benz, so... Uh, and this one, believe it or not, is is probably actually better than the, the one that he scored the week prior. So if anybody's not seen that, get onto the Pollock socials and uh, check that out. Obviously, I mentioned it was 2-2 there and it's a Scottish Cup tie. So uh, it was a 3-0 win on penalties for Pollock. So they've progressed to the next round. Uh, again, like Clyde Bank, another team that um, got some screen time on the BBC cameras last season. So again, they'll be hoping to to um, progress through the rounds and hopefully get a, a, maybe a decent tie or two which will 
certainly benefit benefit them financially as well. So those were the two that uh, that I kind of picked out. I just thought as well with the with Paul and and Reece being unavailable this uh, for this episode, I'll try and cover a cover a couple of West teams as best I can to to try and do it a wee bit justice. So yeah, they, they were the two that stood out to me. Thanks, Ryan. And um, what about yourself, Nicky? Any anything stands out to you? Um, just pick the the two teams. Um, well, there was three teams that obviously picked um, Fort William, the, my region up here. Um, Hoyk, Royal Albert were playing Golsby, um, which I think is um, read that it was a over five hundred mile round trip for Golsby to come down. Um, Golsby won two one in in the end. Um, the Golsby were one up at half time and Hoyk were down to 10 men so Hoyt did well to get back in and get level but um, in the 82nd minute Mark McKenzie um, scored scored the winner for goal space so it wasn't a wasted journey they'd um, actually played each other um, last year in the Scottish Cup at the same the same stage so um, Gosby won 2-0 in that in that game so um, interesting to have teams from so far apart that probably wouldn't you wouldn't expect would ever play each other, but um, playing each other two years in a row. Um, and the other one is um, Cooter, who were playing um, Blackburn um, United from down in the I think they're in the first division in the the east. Um, Cooter won three two in that in that game. Sounds as if um, they kind of switched off to let um, Blackburn get the, the two goals that they ended up with. One was quite late on, I think, from Blackburn um, and should have been maybe a little bit more a little bit more comfortable. There was also um, Cameron Fraser, I think we mentioned, um, I mentioned last time I was on, he got his 17th goal of the season um, for that. So they're probably going to hope they get a wee, a wee run. Um, and talking about social media, um, if you want to go and check out theirs, there's a wee video of them all singing... Um, I think it's whole again by Atomic Kitten. Um, so I think they do change. They do change a word. I think to Cooter, but um, if don't think any of them are going to trouble trouble the X Factor, they'll probably stick to stick to the football. Yeah, probably a better singer than me though. So I'll definitely check that one out. It might be better than I think. I guess another call out um, the podcast team. Ryan, I think you jinxed them, mate. I think. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to keep quiet on that one. I think I'm I'm probably not popular down in Wigton, so. <laughs> yeah, t- tough one for them against uh, Auchinleck Talbot, twelve 0 to Auchinleck Talbot. We we've talked about it before, and you mentioned that last week, Ryan, around how how good Auchinleck Talbot are in the Scottish <laughs> Cup. They're always up for it, and you know I, you got to feel sorry for Wigtown there. Yeah, absolutely. It's said that on the last week's pod that for them to get something would it would be a mammoth task against Talbot, who, like you said, are such a good Scottish Cup team. Not just Scottish Cup, to be honest, just in in general when it comes to Scottish Cup, Junior Cup, any cup really, they're they're a force. So there's always going to be an uphill struggle. I think that was just me hoping for a a fairy tale to to talk about on this episode, but. Fortunately for Wigtown and Blad Talk, uh, Blad Knock, we're, we're not talking fairy tales, we're talking nightmares, so yeah, commiserations there, to them. There's always next year they might get taken over by an oil tycoon or, you so, know, you just never know. Football's funny. A <laughs> um, couple of fixtures for me to call out um, involving uh, Midlands teams. Um, so the, the first one I'll mention is Lockheed United, who are top of the Midlands League. 
Um, they were uh, playing away to uh, Broxburn Athletic from the East of Scotland Premier. Uh, Broxburn won the game 3 0. Um, we've we've talked about how good Broxburn are, and it's a tough one for even a a side like you know Lockheed United are top of the league to go and play. Um, you know Broxburn Athletic, who to be honest are on you know some form at the moment. Uh, it's going to they'll, they'll take uh, they certainly take some beating. So unbelievable uh, achievement anyway. Lockheed United, you know it's only beaten by three goals, and you never know. I think the gap's going to close in between the Midlands and east of Scotland. Um, and that moves me on to my next point. So I said last week that I would be attending the Hill of Beef uh, versus Tayport game. I mentioned that, you know, Hill of Beef's league form has been questionable. Um, they've been, you know, pretty vulnerable at the back. They're kind of struggling to put teams away. And yeah, they're playing a Tayport side who did not look like they were from the Midland League. They looked as good um, if not better than Hill of Beef on their day, they were unbelievable. Um, so Tayport won the game 1-0, and it was thanks to uh, a penalty. I think it was Gary Robertson that scored the penalty. Um, so that is a historic moment for Tayport, um, not just because they're a Midlands team beating East of Scotland Premier. Um, that is their first time that they've qualified for the first round of the Scottish Cup, which is absolutely massive. And a big windfall for them as well. A big windfall. They will make a, a lot of money in the next round, as as you'll see. And that, I guess, takes us on to the the cup draw itself. So, on the point of Tayport, I may as well just uh, you know tell everyone right now uh, they've drawn a home tie, but they've got to they've got Bucky Fissle coming over, which is an incredibly tough game. Um, you know, from beating an East of Scotland Premier side to beating the team that are currently top of the Highland League and are, look um, untouchable. Um, so a fantastic uh, contest for them and no doubt uh, Bucky Fissel will bring a big, bring big travelling support um, as most Highland teams do um, when they come to the East. So fantastic for them. So um, yeah, so the Scottish Cup draw was last night at half seven, it was um, live on YouTube, and Craig Gordon was uh, doing the the draw, uh, which is good to see. Um, a lot of interest in ties there. Um, if you start with yourself, Ryan, what 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 um, first round ties stand out to you? The first thing that really stood out to me was the number of ties where um, teams are going to have to travel such a distance. Like for example, you've got three travel on to Fort Martin. You've got Broxburn going up to Nairn. Genefield having to go away up to Wick. Uh, Beef going to Lossy Mouth. Cali Braves to Fraserburgh. Dalbiti going all the way to Banks of D. So there's there's a lot of travelling for some teams um, in that cup draw. Uh, in terms of standouts, in terms of ties that I think are quite eye-catching, uh, Bonish United against Darville. Bonish United, as we've said, started the season really well. Um, kind of tailed away a wee bit. Darvall, again, sort of maybe similar story. Um, but it should be two strong teams going against each other. Obviously, Bonish in, in, in a higher division in the lone league. Um, but that counts for nothing, as we've seen Darvall and other teams for the West or the East of Scotland 
going going to teams like that and winning, going to teams in, in SPFL and winning. So um, that should be a decent game. Just one other one to call out. You've obviously got Albion Rovers against Uni Sterling. That was a, a that was a massive draw last season for Uni Sterling. They obviously knocked Albion Rovers out um, at Clifton Hill um, en route to playing Dundee United at Tannadice. Obviously, this season they're in the same division, so it's probably not got the same sort of charm about it. It's not like a Lowland team versus a SPFL team. It's it's not got quite the same glamour to it as it had last season. But um, I think that all the same should be a good game. Albion Rovers obviously started the season really well. Um, they look like they've they've got a good chance of doing well this season. Uni Sterling, I know they've lost some players, um, some mixed results, but still a team that played really good football and. Um, I think that would be a really good game to watch. So, yeah, in terms of standouts, a couple, couple that I've, I've picked out from the draw there. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that I think. I mean, I was at the game um, last season uh, when University of Stirling beat Albion Rovers. To me, it wasn't an upset. I mean, it obviously was because they were beating a League Two team, but you know how good University of Stirling were last season. I'm wondering if that one could be interesting because it seems like they're in the same league, as you say. The tables have turned a bit, um, but it's you know University of Stirling at home. I, I I couldn't I couldn't pick a winner. I think it's going to be really tight. It'll be yep. very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if that ended in a draw and it went extra time or penalties. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nicky, any any ties that stand out to you for the first round? Yeah, stand out. Tie um, for me is not quite such a big distance, but um, we're, I was talking about Cooter and they've um, drawn Devon Vale, um, Devon Vale at home for that one. Devon Vale are kind of rebuilding with quite a young a young squad, and there still is a gap, obviously, between the, the juniors and the Highland League. But Cooter must see that as a, a very winnable, very winnable tie, um, and I think it'll be quite a close close run thing between the, the two teams so that could be one for um, Kutcher to get a wee bit of a run in the Scottish Cup in. Um, the other one was talking about Galsby, they um, got Forest Mechanics at home, so again not not a huge um, journey or not as, as far as it could be, but um, Forest are better this season than they were last season but Galsby will be hoping that that's at least a, a tie that they can make a game of and and make it a bit difficult and would be a, a good one to, to go and see, I think. Yeah, no, that's 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 it. I, I think, as you say, there's some interesting ties there. There's a lot of um, East versus West uh, fixtures, which could be really interesting. Um, for me, you know, obviously, Auchinleck, they, they, put, uh, they put 12 past uh, Wigtown and Bladnock at the weekend. They are playing away to St Andrews United. Um, that game is going to be very interesting. I mean, there's a test. Um, I know that if you're looking at the tiers, you're probably thinking Talbot will go in heavy favourites. But having seen St Andrews United recently, I think they're they're good enough to beat most teams. I think they look a really good technical side. And at home, that game could be very interesting. Um Another standout fixture for me, uh, I think Pennycook Athletic against Pollock could be could be very interesting as well. Yep. Um, I know Pennycook have been a little bit up and down so far this season, 
when they're up, they're really good. When they're down, they're quite they're quite poor. But they're a very good side, and I think you know Pollock are going to bring a big support there, and I think that game could be really interesting. Um, also, and I think it's it's probably not going to be tie of the round, but I think Musselburgh Athletic at home to Gretna two thousand and eight. I I would probably put Musselburgh down as a favourite for that. I think a lot of people have them on their coupon. Um, you know when the first the first round comes around. So yeah, quite as I say, quite a few interesting ties there. Um, another one, and they're both in the Lowland League, but still interesting. You know, Cowden Beef uh, versus Linlithgow Rose. Um, again, they're, they're they're two good sides in the league. Um, that could be you know a really tight game. So yeah, very interesting round. Um, and I think the last call, I'll just if anyone watched the live draw. Um, obviously, Craig Gordon was was picking those those balls out. Um, Camelon versus Civil Service Strollers is a cracker. I saw them mm-hmm. play each other in the in the cup. I think it was the South Challenge Cup uh, last season, and uh, Strollers won that game. But Camelon were really good. Uh, that was after um, Syngenta had folded, basically. And then obviously the you know Camelon had um, a bit of investment this season. Uh, Camelon have looked really good, um, and you know the Strollers are really good at uh, you know at home away form. It, that's a tricky tie for Strollers. That game could be really interesting. It's a good test for Camelon as well to see exactly where they're at. Um, but Craig Gordon called out that basically his dad was was involved with uh, civil service Strollers. Uh, which is quite good. He mentioned that, you know, on the the recording. I respect that. Um, so yeah, really okay. interesting game there. You mentioned the just really quickly the Pennycook game. I just want to advise anybody if they've not seen this. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But Pennycook are doing a thing after their games called Flamingo Cam, and it's for anyone that doesn't know their manager Lewis Cool. His nickname is Flam- the Flamingo. And they've got a camera set up above the dugout. Um, so if they score goals, they post flamingo cam footage. And uh, yeah, it's it's brilliant to watch. Uh, they obviously, they won 4-2 in the Scottish Cup on Saturday. And the, the goals on flamingo cam are, are brilliant. The celebrations are class. So go and check that out if you've not seen it. Yeah, I wasn't actually aware of that, but I'm going to be... Checking that out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, going to have a look at it. It's, it's like a, it seems to be like a weekly thing. Um, when they post the goals, they also post the fl- flamingo cam footage as well. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it when teams come up with, come up with stuff like this. It's brilliant. Makes it interesting, you know. So that covers everything in the Scottish Cup. As I say, a lot of ties to look forward to in the first round. Um, if we move on to the Scottish Junior Cup next, Ryan, are you okay to kick us off on that? Yeah, of course. So, um, the Scottish Junior Cup, the standout tie um, that I was going to touch on was Piers Hill against Cambus Lang Rangers. Uh, so, it's an all West of Scotland first division uh, tie there. Uh, Piers Hill and Cambus Lang are looking at the table, both not very f- far away from each other on the table. You would, Maybe Reese or Paul would tell me differently. Um my knowledge on the West is not as good as it is on the East, but probably a tie that looking at that on paper, I would have said that would be pretty pretty close. But it was a, a resounding 7-0 win for Peters Hill. 
uh, on the day. Um, Peter Hill have posted the highlights of all, all the goals on their Twitter. So again, um, in addition to the, the other things that we've we've mentioned to go and check out, I'd highly recommend going and looking at the, the Peter Hill goals. There were some absolute crackers. Um, Darren Miller got a hat-trick in that game for Peter Hill. Two brilliant free kicks and the pick of the bunch was a strike from the halfway line. Um, so he's had a really good day there, completing the hat-trick with three brilliant goals. Um, so, yeah, that was a standout for me. Um, really good goals. Thumping win against a, a league rival. So, very good result for them and into the into the second round. Fantastic. Anything anything to call out, Nicky? Yeah, a few few good ties in the Junior Cup this round. There was um, Ayla Vale was mentioned on the last pod. There's two... Um, they were playing Greenock Juniors and 216 miles between the two two sides. Um Isla Vale probably probably the underdog in that in that round. But um sounds like a bit of a back and forth game and looked like um Isla Vale were gonna win two one, but Greenock scored a, a late equaliser and then managed to win on win on penalties um to set up a home tie versus a West of Scotland team Glen Afton. Um Elsewhere up here, um, Hermes won three one against Armdale, which um, it's hard to, obviously to tell the difference between these these um, different regions and different sides. But would have thought that would have been quite an even even game. Um, but a good second half performance and the Aberdeenshire side came through. They've set up though quite a difficult um, tie. I think they're at home, but they're versus um, Bead, which I think will be quite a Quite a tricky tie for them. Um, obviously a, a lot of big scores because there's quite a quite a few teams that are aren't well matched. Um, the biggest winner was um, a Maple Juniors. They won eight 0 away to Bankery, and um, sounds like at Burnside there was good entertainment. Muirkirk versus East Kilbride Thistle, um, a three all three all draw. I think a eight six minute. Equaliser for East Kilbride, then set up penalties, but um, nineteen penalties scored and then one missed. So East Kilbride managing to get through that um, tie, um, just about. But sounds like um, good entertainment for I think it was six quid to get in. So sounds like you saw a lot of a lot of goals. If that's that was your bag and good entertainment, um, and they're actually set up a good away tie against Aberdeen East End, which. Um, sounds like that will be quite a quite an even even tie. And gives the Aberdeen East End a good chance to get through to the next round. But yeah, I think it was a sounds like it was a good good round in the Scottish Junior Cup. Yeah, lots of goals, lots of good value there. Um, sounds fantastic. Um, moving on to probably the the most important part of the podcast, uh, which is the pie reviews. Um, so obviously I, I said that I was on a diet and I was dodging the pies and then I was, you know, harassed um, by the other members of the podcast and I, I basically broke. And now every time I'm at a game, I'm buying one pie and trying to stop myself buying two. So thanks for that. Um, but yeah, um, I was at Hill of Beef uh, on Saturday, as I mentioned, for the game against Tayport. Um, it was my second visit, but the first time I went, I never got anything to eat, um, which was a few months back. So I decided to bite the bullet, and I went to the Pie Hut, 
and I got myself a steak pie, which is, uh, you know, if, if there's a choice between scotch uh, pie, like mince pie, or uh, steak, I'm always going to go for steak. So, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, really, really good. Um, the You know, well-cooked, um, the perfect pastry, uh, big chunks of steak as well. Like, it certainly filled me up. It was quite heavy as well, which is, is always a good sign. Uh, only thing I would say to mark it down slightly, um, it could have done with a little more gravy or a wee bit of spice just to mix it up. But then again, I never put any pepper on it, which is a schoolboy error. So, uh, yeah, a wee bit of gravy and it would have been, uh, you know, top drawer. It was just slightly... Just, just slightly bland because of that, but as I say, delicious anyway, and certainly one of the best steak pies I've had. So, for me, I'm I'm going to give that eight out of ten. Um, and next time, if I add a bit more gravy, I'll I'll do a re-review and uh, bump it up if I can. So yeah, um, really, really good steak pie there. Uh, Nikki, were you were you on the uh, Munchen Gladback? As you say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was um everything got got a pie. Um was a not gonna be quite a good review as your your review. Um I think probably everyone's had this pie because it was quite clearly a a supermarket big brand big <laughs> brand name pie. Um so very very disappointing and you would have thought uh, a team like that would have had would have gone to the butchers if they were had um had uh Scottish Junior Cup cup tie. So um been racking my brain since I ate it to what's the lowest, most polite score that I could give because I genuinely enjoyed going to um Breaking Victoria apart from the pie. But I think I'm gonna go with um two out of ten as the the most most polite um most polite lowest score that I could I could give it. But I'm sure you've all you've all had the the, the pie in question yourselves at some point in your life. <laughs> I think I've got a couple in the fridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got, we're going to have potentially a battle at the top of the table and maybe at the bottom, hopefully not. But uh, yeah, that makes it a bit more interesting. Um, so that was that's all the pies for, for this week. Uh, moving on to team of the week. Now, there are only three of us. Um, normally, the way we've done it is you have to pick a team from outside the the region that you cover or the you know I, I'm just going to keep it simple this week pick any team you want um, now there are four, there are only three uh, three of us we need four teams so we'll pick one each and Ryan I'll give you the, the chance to pick two teams this week so sure. no, so yeah I will I will kick off um, I'm going to go for Tayport just because I was really impressed with them it was a historic win uh, I thought they were fantastic. I thought their number five, the centre-back, was different class. Um, and it's made me want to go to see some Midland games now. So, yeah, proper eye-opener for me. So my vote goes to Tayport. Um, we go to Nicky first, where we give Ryan a little bit of time to think about the two he's going to go for. I've got one. Oh. I'm now scrambling. I already had one lined up, but I'm now scrambling, looking at the results, trying to decide a second one. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go with um, Inverurie from up in the Highland League, um, managing to get a point away to Brora's a 
a pretty decent result, especially if it's your your first point. But to do that last minute down to ten men, um, I think that's probably the most impressive impressive single result um, from teams up here. So see what see who Ryan's managed to managed to get <laughs> together. I've, I've I've got I've got my two now. Oh, here so we go. the first one I already had um, was Peters Hill, um, as I mentioned for their Scottish Junior Cup win, seven 0 win against Canvas Line Rangers. I'm going to nominate them for my first team of the week for that resounding win, and I've decided um, that my second team of the week, and it's not just because I forgot to mention them when I was mentioning the call out results in the Scottish, but I'm going to give it to St Andrews. Um, for their 1-0 win against Addington. Um, St Andrews, a team that we've spoke about, Craig, you just mentioned them when we were speaking about the draw there as well, um, getting drawn against Talbot. Uh, they played Addington, beat them 1-0. Um, Addington are, are going superbly at the moment. They're sitting third in the Prem. Um, St Andrews obviously doing quite well in the first division as well, but uh, to go to, a, well, sorry, to host a, an inform Haddington side and get through. And it was also a scene that was their first ever Scottish Cup win as well. So I think the the result and that fact is deserving of a, a nomination for Team of the Week. Good selections, guys. So there we go. Those are the Teams of the Week. So we've got Tayport, Inverurie, Peters Hill and St Andrews United. Um, next up, we're just going to do a quick preview of the games coming up this week. So we'll pick one game each. Uh, Ryan, as we're both from the East, I will pick a midweek game if you want to pick a Saturday game. And uh, Nikki, you can obviously pick a Saturday game of your choice as well. So I'll start. Um, so for me, uh, it's a midweek fixture in the Lowland League, uh, which I will be attending tomorrow, which is um, Cowden Beef versus Trinent. Um, so Tuesday night game at the Moo part. The, sorry, the Moo camp. I would need to <laughs> get that right. But yeah, um, a, a game which I've actually been really looking forward to. I think it's a really good test for both teams. I think they're two teams that like to attack. They're two teams that never give up, and I think it will be really special under the lights as well. So. That is my my pick uh, for game of the week to you know to, for people to check out. And um, what about yourself, Ryan? Um, just really quickly before I go on to mine, you've also got the fact that Callum Elliott's uh, coming up against his ex team in that as well, which will make it a wee bit more interesting. But yeah, um, no, I totally agree. Um, I've got training tomorrow night. Otherwise, I think I'd make the effort to to go through to that one. It'll be a cracker. Um, in terms of the tie that I'm looking forward to, uh, I've got a rare Saturday off from uh, Bonnie Rose games. We don't have a game this weekend, so I'm making the most of that by just heading up to Arniston Rangers, who are hosting Newton Grange Star. Um, so a wee local derby there uh, between Arniston and Newton. Been to see both teams a couple of times this season. Been really impressed with Arniston when I've seen them. Um, the times I've seen Nitten, unfortunately, they've not fared, they've not gotten um, too well. We obviously mentioned that they made a bit of a slow start, but they've picked up now. So, two teams that are are doing reasonably well. So, I think um, it should be a good game. Really looking forward to that. Should be a cracker, yeah. Um, we'll we'll see what the result is. I I don't know how to predict and, that one. And I'll be able to do a pie review as well because I know I've I've been letting the side down recently. So, I'm looking forward to doing a pie review or maybe two. 
See, peer pressure is a wonderful thing. There you go. <laughs> um, if we move on to Nicky next. Um, so up here, mostly cup games that, that are on in the, the Highland Cup, I think is, is fairly straightforward. We'll get through them. So I'm going to go with um, in the North Cali League, Holkirk versus um, Loch Ness. Holkirk um, quietly have only a couple of games in, but have gone undefeated. Um, so it'll be interesting to see see if that's a serious title challenge or whether that's um, just luck of who, they're, who they've played because playing um, the probably the best side in that division. Um, and be inter- that'll be interesting to see. And myself, I'm going outside of the region, so going to see Ember um, Keaton um, Swifts play on Wednesday night. I think they're playing Oakley in the East of Scotland Premier, so a bit of a mental drive from up here down for a midweek game, but always enjoy going to a new ground, so never been there, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I definitely enjoy that one. That one's actually quite local to me. So I'm I'm based in Resaif, um in Verkeven. They play at Dalgetty Bay, uh, which is about fifteen minutes away. So you'll you'll feel very welcome down there and they play really good football, um, the Swifts. So that should be a cracker and a Fife Derby as well, one of many Fife Derbies. Um so that'll be a good one to watch. Cool. So those are the the games we're gonna call out. Uh, before we wrap up, just to let everyone know that we have entered the land of Instagram. Um, so if you are that way inclined, uh, if you like Insta, you like pictures and videos and everything, I'm fairly new to it myself. Um, give us a follow uh, on Instagram and uh, stay in the loop of what we're up to. Um, also, as you're aware, we're on Twitter. Um, so we do share the links and um, the podcast is up on Spotify and Apple pods. So we will be sharing that uh, on a weekly basis. We do appreciate anyone that shares that spreads the word. We're just trying to give exposure to the the tears, as they say, uh, we do this for fun. And um, so any help in spreading the word is much appreciated. Um, anything else guys, before we wrap up? There's one thing that I wanted to just really quickly call out Craig. And I think you you've seen it yourself this evening. Um, Clyde Bank uh, posted something on their, their socials earlier. Um, their defender Jamie Darrick, uh, they've posted a, a, a an interview with him, um, who's telling his story um, about unfortunately losing his his father to to suicide recently. Um, it's I'm not going to lie, it was quite a hard video to watch. It's really heartbreaking story, but really fair play to to Jamie for for telling his story. Um, and it's it's definitely well worth a. Uh, a watch, um, and hopefully, hopefully by him telling that, it'll, if there's anyone sort of struggling with mental health, um, that'll that'll help them in some way. But yeah, I just wanted to say fair play to to Jamie and and Clyde Bank. It's um, really brave of uh, what he's done. Yeah, I'd, I'll I'll second that. I I um I watched that earlier, and it really does hit home. So you know, respect for for being able to say that, you know, discuss that on camera. And I think even if you're not, you know, big on football, I think the video can help a lot of people out there get the message Absolutely. out. So um, definitely check that out. It's on the, the Clyde Bank uh, Twitter page and, uh, you know, fair play and respect for, for them for doing that. Um, but yeah, so that that's it for this week. Um Have a good week and we will catch you next week. Enjoy your games this weekend. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much, Craig.